What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Formula America podcast. We're your host, Curtin Dillon, and we're coming at you today with our 2024 predictions. These are pre-testing predictions, too, so a lot can change. Uh, But we're also, for one, less than 24 hours from the huge bombshell news of Lewis Hamilton leaving the Silver Arrows, going to the Scuderia. Uh, So we got that going on. We got new music at the beginning of the podcast now. We're changing up for the 2024 season. Professional. Professional. Every day. Every day, a little bit more professional. And on top of that, we also got the Haas launch, uh, which we'll discuss if that was a hit or a miss. And it's gone. Anyway. (laughs) Yes. Basically, that's all it takes. Uh, Man, so, I mean, we've had a little bit of time for some of the dust to settle. From this whole Lewis Hamilton and some internal processing, like. some internal processing. We did the podcast yesterday, essentially right as the official statement came out. So we just did that one live. And so we've had a little bit of time to process and some more information. So for one, for me, I felt bad for Charlotte Claire. I thought, you know, he yeah. just re-signed his deal thinking he's the number one driver. Now Lewis Hamilton's coming out or coming to the team. But then all these stories started coming out where apparently Charlotte Claire was aware of this move when he signed his deal. And so he he knew the ramifications and apparently he was or is excited. I don't know if this is one of those hostage videos where you're like, <laughs> I am very excited for Lewis to come to the team. But you know I, I think that Leclerc's got a really good mindset. I say this while thinking about him sitting in his crashed car on the formation formation lap wondering why he's so unlucky, but <laughs> Like, I mean, whether Lewis is in a Mercedes or a McLaren or a Ferrari, like if you truly believe um, you have the, be- the the capability and the talent to be a world champion, you don't really care who your teammate is. If you're if you're Charles Leclerc, I would take this as an opportunity to learn from a seven and a half time world champion and hopefully beat him. I think that's a very positive spin you put on it. I personally think Charles Leclerc likes being punished. <laughs> and he enjoys the pain <laughs> because it, it just he keeps staying at this team they keep treating him like crap he finally is well kind of the number one driver even though carlos signs keeps like stepping up and you know bucking team orders and now he's got uh lewis hamilton coming to the team so he's got to know that you know ferrari has always kind of favored one driver sure charlotte claire has tenure at that team but Lewis Hamilton is Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. So the statistical I mean, yeah. best driver in F1 history. Right. So going up against them on another team versus on your team where there's going to be strategy calls that are going to be in favor of one person over the other, I think are Ferrari two different doesn't animals. doesn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait till the first time they make a bad strategy call on Lewis. <laughs> and he's just like, no, no, no. Let me tell you how this is going to work. Yeah. It'll, man. Ah, man, you know, I don't feel that bad for Leclerc. It, it's kind of his turn to shut up and put up, but I do feel sure. bad for Carlos Sainz. It I, sounds I like he it, was not aware. And uh, I, I, I think Carlos in the long run will look at this as a positive because he's always going to be treated as number two at that team, even yeah. though he wants to be number one. So I think this is his opportunity to spread his wings and fly. 
Uh, so he hopefully will go to another team and be that number one driver. I actually really like Carlos now. I didn't yeah. coming into the last season, but I think Carlos might have what it takes to be a good, solid number one driver at the top of the field. You just got to get him spicy enough. That's it. You just got to get him pissed off. Yeah. And he should be, he should have all of the motivation for that this year. It's going to be great. Yeah. And we'll get into that with our, our predictions. Uh, but the last piece on the Lewis Hamilton, this one I, I found really interesting. I was just reading, uh, it's actually something that came out in Italian media today. And it was talking about how much Lewis is going to be making per year. This says with his salary, bonuses, sponsorships, all that, he is set to make over $100 million per year while at Ferrari. $2 million a week. <laughs> this is, that's mind-blowing. I cannot believe how much. He, they said he, that'll put him back at the top as the highest-paid uh, driver, or close to it, depending on uh, Max Verstappen, how he does with his bonuses and stuff. But it's wild how much. You know what he paid. needs is an American-based Formula One podcast that hypes him up. We are not above being bribed. Just oh, throwing it out there. Just saying, I've I've got my Ferrari backpack here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to embroider Team LH on there. <laughs> Do you see Ferrari stock surged twelve and a half percent after the announcement? I did. I saw that. That is crazy. That one man can have such an influence that by just announcing he's going to the team. You know, a year from now, yeah, from now, not even there yet, hasn't even suited up in red 12 and a half percent, and he's already influencing it. It'll be interesting. Um, it's exciting, it's fun. It was interesting li listening to Martin Brundle and, and a lot of those guys on their takes on it. And everyone's kind of, I don't think anyone really saw this coming. It, but one of the things I didn't realize, um, was that Lewis has always been a big Ferrari fan. Apparently, in years gone, he was like, in another life, I would have loved to have driven for a Ferrari. I just don't think it's in the cars. He apparently is, knows and is, you could cl come close to saying friends with the president of Ferrari. There's yep. many Ferrari cars. Like, apparently, he's a really big Ferrari fan. I didn't know that. Um, well, I mean, you look at arguably his biggest inspiration besides Senna and one of his heroes, Nicky Lauda. And so he's kind of, you know, going in his footsteps almost. Yeah, very much so. It, it's, but you never see Lewis in a Ferrari, and I'm sure that's for media purposes. You know, I always saw him in his Pagani Zonda, the LH model. Yeah. Um, that somebody totaled. Yes. But, uh, what a shame that was. I know, but that, I, I just never knew that about him. So it'll be interesting. I hope it reinvigorates him. I hope we don't get whiny crybaby Lewis and we get kind of 2015, 2016 Lewis back. That'd be a lot of fun. It will be. I'm excited to see. Hopefully, he'll have a resurgence just like Fernando has. And uh, hopefully, you know, many more years to come. And on that note, move on to the Haas launch. Haas launched its new livery. It's the old livery with a few spice ups and moving on to our predictions. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't do anything for me. No, it's black and red. It's black, red, kind of boring, kind of. It's going to look real good in the back of the pack. Yep. And It'll moving. blend into the tarmac. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. So the exciting part, the part I've been waiting for, are predictions, which last year are preseason pre-testing predictions, I think failed miserably. I think miserably. you actually, I think you were saying that Alpine was going to be 
up yes. towards the the very top. Um, yep. I know. I, I I'm not saying that teaser. I'm not <laughs> saying that this year. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm 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 excited to see how good or poorly, probably poor, considering my track record on predictions last year. I think you more than doubled my predictions when it I think goes so. to points. I am pretty proud last year for the first race in Bahrain. I called the entire podium to include Alonzo in P3. That's probably my shining moment. And uh, <laughs> I should just quit then. Yeah, right. Just retire on the top. I, this was hard, though. I spent a lot of time thinking about this. It was, and I was trying for like our heroes and zeros not to just do teams. Um, yep. it, it This was really difficult, surprisingly so. It was. So for this, what we did is we kind of followed the same format we do during the season. So we got our heroes and zeros. So we got three in each of those categories. Heroes are the ones that we think are going to be standouts for the season. Uh, the zeros are the ones that we think are not going to do very well. Um, then we've got uh, the wild card like we always do. So that's going to be something that is kind of unexpected or kind of out there or outlandish. And then uh, we went ahead and added on our top and bottom three for the championship. So that's going to be in the driver's championship, number one, two, and three. And then also the bottom, so the 20th, 19th, and 18th. And then we did the same with constructors. All right, so let's go ahead and start with our heroes for the season, 2024. Who do you got for your first hero? Red Bull thinking they're going to bring it back collectively as a team because you're calling out the whole team on this one. Whole this team. Driver, team. Okay. Whole team. Red Bull is going to have not as dominating of a year, but will win the Constructors' Championship, will win the Drivers' Championship before the season's over. I'm interested to see uh, how that second Red Bull seat's going to play out. But uh, yeah, we'll see. That's a, a big question mark there. All right, so... For my first hero, I actually have McLaren. I think that, uh, you know, they finished out strong last year. And I think that they're, they have two drivers. I, I think that Lando Norris, foregone conclusion, he's going to be up yeah. there at the top fighting all the time. I think that uh, Oscar Piastri is getting better on his tire management issues. And I think as the season progresses, he's going to find himself up towards the front more and more towards the end. So I think McLaren is going to have a very strong outing this year. Yeah, uh, my number two hero is McLaren as well, for all the reasons you said. Awesome. All right, my number two hero, I'm going to go with Carlos Sainz. Ooh. I think, I think the fire has been lit under Carlos, and I think he's going to come out hot. He's going to buck all the team orders. It's going to be so hot that out. engine's going to be smoking on the side That's of the That's the only thing that can take him out <laughs> is the car. <laughs> That's cool. I hope so. I hope to see him do well because that'll set him up for where he goes next. Um, yes. So my third one, I spent a lot of time on this, and I'm still not sure how I feel about it, but I'm going to just go ahead and throw it out there. My third hero is Fred Vasseur. I think... I don't know how good of a season Ferrari's going to have. I don't know. There, there's too much up in the air. The car is too unreliable. The driver lineup is eh, the threat. But I think that at the end of last year, we really started to see the influence that Fred has been having, the people he's been bringing in. The strategy was improving. There's less mental mistakes. And I think that wherever Ferrari ends up in the lineup this year, I think it will be an improvement. 
And I think we're going to be able to lay that at the feet of Fred Visser and his and what he's doing over there. So I think that I wanted to call him out because I don't know what Ferrari's going to do, but I think that it, there will be an improvement in all areas because of him. Yeah. You know, when he first came to the team, I was unsure. I didn't know much yeah. about him. You know, they, nobody really spoke about him before because of the team he came from. But the more I'm reading on this whole Lewis Hamilton thing and everything that's led up to this, the more I really respect what Fred's doing. I think him and yeah. James Vowles are some of probably the top team principals right now. Um, I didn't realize that Fred Vasseur worked with Lewis Hamilton in the junior formulas. Also worked yeah. with Charles Leclerc in the junior formulas. I knew he looked so for, I knew he had a history with Leclerc. Yeah, so now they're building this team. It, there's they're all bonded kind of through Fred, yeah. and I think that you know I, I saw one article say that they're building a dream team at Ferrari, and they really might be. Yeah, we'll see how how it goes out or how it goes along. But yeah, I, I I'm with you on that. I think Fred's a good one. Um, my my third hero. I keep going back and forth. There's two drivers. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna go with with. I'm going to go, ah, I'm going with Lewis Hamilton, man. I think he wants to go out on a high note as well, kind of like Carlos Sainz. I think that he probably feels pretty bad about leaving Mercedes, and he wants to give them his all in his final season. I, so I think that. Lewis Hamilton's going to do pretty well. I hope so. It'll be interesting to see. Who was your uh, honorable mention? It was Alex Albon, man. It was so close really? between those two. Yeah, I think Albon's going to have a I thought about season. Albon. Because for one. Zeros. Oh, good. So with Albon, real quick, for one, he is on the come up from last year. And for two, I think he's going to be making a play for that Mercedes seat. But and we, we could talk about it at the end if you want to. I think there's one more wild card for that Mercedes seat. Uh, but I think Albon's going to be making a play for it. Let's talk about it at the end. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. All right. Zeros. Zeros. All right. I'll start off with zeros. My first zero is I'm it's Haas. I mean, I don't see making, Mine as well. I don't see, I don't see Haas making any improvement, any progress. I don't see them doing anything except for floundering at the back. And I, yeah, they're, they're going to a huge fat zero. Yeah. That, my first one as well. All right. My second one. Oh, Valtteri Bottas, man. I think he's Ooh. just coasting. I think he's coasting. I think he's lost that love and feeling. He has no spark left in him. And I think he's just riding out his contract till he can get done and go ride his gravel bike across America and Australia and whatever else he wants to do. But I think he's done with F1. That's fair. That's uh, yeah. My second one, this is going to be controversial, is Mercedes. Ooh. Why? I think that I, I don't think they're going to be at the back of the pack or anything like that. They're still going to be in probably the top four. Um, I don't see them making the inroads and the development leaps and the progress that others will be making. And I think that it's going to frustrate them. I think that they're from, I'm, I, I'm trying to, and we'll see what happens in testing. I'm imagining that Lewis saw the W15 and was like WTF mate. And y'all are continuing to be stubborn and try and like forge your own path and it's not working. And I think that they're going to, continue to kind of do it their way and continue to not do super awesome. I had them as it, it was between them and Haas for the same reason. I think that that's a huge part of why Lewis left. I think he realized the same thing. I think it really just shows the stubbornness behind total wolf and the rest of the team. I put a lot of it on Toto's shoulders. Yeah. 
Uh, just to. the un unwillingness to change and evolve and just being so spirit, like, I don't know, just spearheading in one direction and, and not wanting to veer off that path. And I think that that's been their downfall. Yeah, especially with this generation of cars. It worked great for them in the last generation. I mean, they were head and shoulders better than everybody else out there coming out with the DOS, coming out with everything they did. And it's like they're still trying to do that, but it's just not working. Yep, for sure. All right. My final zero. I'm sorry. Yeah, my final zero. Yep. I'm going with the Mexican. Oh, Mr. Checo Perez. I think, I really do think that he might come out Last year, he came out strong. He had a couple he strong did. races, but then he just got beat down and run over. And I don't think that his couple good performances at the end of last season are enough to make up for it. And I think that we're going to find uh, that he's going to come out and quickly start underperforming. I was close to putting Checo there. I'm, I'm, I'm putting it into the atmosphere that Checo is going to make it through the end of his contract at the end of this year and ride off into the sunset and leave on a good note not doing awesome but good enough right that's i'm just i'm not i'm not gonna hate on him who i will happily hate on is lance stroll though <laughs> he's had enough you've beaten no, him down enough. no he has not <laughs> Stop had enough. hitting him <laughs> if he makes it through the entire year i will be flabbergasted really okay there's no way and we'll get into it later but I think that there's going to be way too many dollar bills falling through because of his underperformance. Okay. All right. Well, that leads us to our wild cards. I'll start with my wild card. My wild card is I'm going to go ahead and call right now that Liam Lawson will be driving that uh, V-Carb Visa Cash App <laughs> RB car. <laughs> Before the end of the season as a permanent driver. And here's where here's where I'm going with this. Checo is my zero. For the same reasons you said Lance Stroll won't finish the season. I think Checo is going to come out. He's going to be underperforming. Red Bull is going to be under pressure. Because now we've got McLaren. We've got Ferrari. And we've got Mercedes. That are all going to be chomping at the bit. And biting at their heels. They can't afford to go for too long. With an underperforming second driver. So I think that what's going to happen is Checo, instead of moving him back to Visa Cash App RB, I, I, I'm so sick of saying this name already. <laughs> instead of moving him back to Alpha Towery, <laughs> I think Checo is going to ride off into the sunset pretty early. They're going to bring up Danny and they're going to bring up Liam into that V-carb and then he's going to finish the season there. I don't see Checo cool. finishing the year. I think if Checo comes out and starts underperforming within the first two to three races, and then that track record is going to continue. I see him getting the boot pretty quick. Otherwise, Red Bull's not going to be winning the championship, the uh, constructors' championship. I agree. I, 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 I'm not throwing him on my zeros list. I would be ecstatic if that played out. I think that'd be really fun to have Danny back in the Red Bull. I think Liam deserves a permanent seat. Um, there's so much of a shakeup everywhere. I think that'd be a ton of fun. Um, we'll see what happens. We will. All right, what's your wild my card? wild card is Alonzo will have a victory. He will be the first Ooh. driver with more than 300 races with a win. That would be exciting. Could you imagine seeing Alonzo on the top step of that podium? It would be awesome. It would be what his 33rd victory. Yep. It's been 
How long has it been? It's been over 10 years. 2012. Jeez, that would be exciting to see. I could see well, it happening too. Alonzo gets his victory this year. All right. That's pretty cool. I hope that one comes true. I did too. And, and I mean, I picked him because I think that it's a foregone conclusion that Norris will get his victory this year. I think that's coming. I don't think that's a very wild, wild card. Like, it's going to happen. Yeah. I think Alonzo getting one, though, would be a little, uh, little surprising. It would be. It would be. I'd like to see the Alonzo podcast take place. Yep. <sighs> Top All three right. constructors or drivers first? Let's move on with the drivers. All right. Top three or bottom Who's, three first? Let's do the bottom three. Who you got down there floundering at the bottom? Sergeant. As 20th? Yeah. Ooh, not looking good if he does that again. Yeah, he, that's where he'll be. What about you? Uh, my 20th? I actually got Jogo on you. Uh, that's I, funny because he's my 19th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have much hope for either one of the Alfa Romeo guys. Mm-mm. Or no. whatever it is now. There's these team names. What is it? Ridiculous. Ribeye, whatever. Uh, yeah, I got Joe for 19. All right. Well, I got Sergeant for 19. <laughs> so we just flip flop the bottom two. <laughs> do you have K Mag for 18? I do have K Mag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. That's beautiful. <laughs> Nailed it. All right. All right. Now, <laughs> let's move up to the top three. Number three for Kurt. All right. Number three for me is a tough one. I have two names written down. I am going to go with, you know what? I put them on my heroes. I'm going with Carlos Sainz third place in the championship. That's a bold move, Cotton. It was between him or Hamilton for me, but I'm going Carlos. I went Fernando Alonso. Oh, okay. Hopefully Hopefully that Aston Martin team can come out with a good car this year. I think that it will. Here's my prediction and why I think Alonzo's going to get his victory and why Stroll's on the zero list because I think that that Aston Martin is going to come out fast. Alonzo's going to drive the living shit out of it and do a great job and and Stroll's going to be floundering in the back and they're going to be sitting down in P4, P5 in the constructors because Stroll can't score enough points. Yeah. I could definitely see that in which case Stroll's head will be on the chopping block. Yep. That's my uh, that's my reasoning. Number two. All right, number two. I wanted to put him number one, but I'm going to use common sense on this one. Yeah. Going with Orlando Norris, second in the constructors this year. I think he's going to be close. I think he'll be close, but I don't think that he'll be able to beat my number one. I, too, have Lando at number two. I just don't think it'll be close. (laughs) You don't think it'll be close? Okay. No, I don't. All right. So I'm guessing we have the same number one. Checo, who has been <laughs> sorry, no, he's mean. not going to be there. <laughs> Clearly, he's not going to be there. Could you imagine if he was though? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, Max. Yeah, Max, 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 Super Max, four four time world champion. He's going to tie uh, Sebastian Vettel's record, I think, this year. Yep. And then after that, though, oh, we'll see what happens. Moving on to the constructors, bottom three. Uh, will be uh, pretty sure we both have Haas at number 10. Uh, yes, Haas is at number 10. I'm gonna I've just go ahead and just mark that Alf- one as permanent. Alfa Romeo at number nine, I assume. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, and then Williams at eight. Oh, no, I got Alpine at eight. You got Alpine at eight. Ooh. 
I got Alpine because I told you I think Albon's gonna have a good year. And even though I had Sargent at 19 in the drivers' championship, Sargent will get a couple points. Albon's gonna carry a majority of the team on his back. And I just don't think the Alpine guys are gonna be doing very well. So I, I mean, put, they still uh, beat Alpine. Williams by like 130 points in the constructors' championship. They did, but I, I. I think it's rav- coming apart at the seams there at Alpine. I don't know. I agree. And I, I, w- I actually thought about putting Alpine there. Um, I really like James Valls. I like what Williams has going on. I think that they have a humongous gap that they need to close. And I think that they will close the gap. I don't see them getting into the midfield completely, though, largely because Sargent's going to be holding them back. All right. Our top three constructors. Top three. Okay. So. I'll start off with number three. My third place constructor, I have Ferrari. Yeah, I do as well. Okay. I bet we got the same top two as well also. Yeah, McLaren and Red Bull. McLaren and Red Bull. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's kind of a... I think that the Ferrari-McLaren battle is going to be really close. It will be. Yeah, that's going to be good. I think that battle is going to depend on two, two key factors. Ferrari reliability. And Oscar Piastri's tire management. Yep. Piastri's going to be a world champion one day. He's just got to, he needs seat time, get used to how to drive, how to lift and coast, how to manage the tires, a little more experience, and he's, he's going to pick it up and be just fine. Yep. You know, I'm surprised at how aligned we are on our top and bottom three. Given Not that our really, I mean, the zeros, gap between them are astronomical. Like, true. I mean, Williams, for all of us liking them so much, was number eight last year. Like I said, they're like 120 points behind Alpine. Alpine was 120 points behind, what was it, Aston that was next? Like, the gap is is crazy big. Yeah. Um, That's true. And I just don't see that many. I don't see F1 kick team Sauber kicks F1, whatever their name is. Uh, Alfa Romeo. Snake. Steak. Sorry. Uh, I don't see them making any headways. Haas, clearly none of us think will. Uh, I just, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. All right, well, that's the predictions. All right, now, I told you I had a, a little thought yeah. about the, uh, the the Mercedes seat. I was thinking Alex Albon is a, a, a contender for that. But I was also thinking that, uh, what's his name? Total Wolf has had a huge push for it's taking Mick Schumacher under his wing yeah. and trying to put him somewhere. I think that now might be the time where it's either put up or shut up. Like if you believe in him so much, maybe you bring him in and give him a shot there and see what he does. At least put him on a one-year contract to get through, you know, to the new regulations or something. But I think I could see that either Alex Albon, if he doesn't want to leave and doesn't want to stop being a number one driver, maybe James Vowles and Williams offers him a good chunk of money to stay, uh, then I think that you got you kind of got to go with Mick at that point. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree completely. I I I think he's in the running for sure. I mean, he's the reserve driver for Mercedes. That's an, a really easy button. On like that topic in general, I saw a thing. I was reading up on like the whole Andretti thing, and someone brought up. I don't remember which one I was watching. Um, how good it would be to have an eleven and twelve constructor because 
everyone's contracts are so long now. There's so few seats that open up that we have a stockpile of F2 champions that can't even get into F1. So it could be really good to have a few more seats open that you know might not perform all that well, but we can get more of these really talented racers in seats instead of them sitting on the sidelines for half a decade waiting for a seat to open up. And I thought that was a really interesting like way to look at it of like, Hey, we, we have a lot of drivers. We need more seats. Like people just aren't getting a chance because the contracts are so long. Yeah, and, but- and I think that way for like Mick Schumacher, he deserves a shot. He kind of got one on the worst team. I don't know if it's a fair shake. Like it would be, I'd like to see him get a fair shake in a decent car. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see, man. I, I see that. Uh, I think Andretti has, is pursuing legal action now, even though, you know, all the Andretti news just got completely washed over by Lewis yeah. Hamilton yesterday. So it's hard to find anything on that now. But I do think they're pursuing legal action. I don't know if it's going to do anything, but I, I saw some pretty interesting takes on how that is kind of driving the nail between uh, FIA and Formula One even farther and making people choose sides. And we'll see what comes of that. And uh, we'll see if we can eventually get an 11th, maybe 12th team on the grid. Be pretty cool. That's yes, all all right. Well, if you like this podcast, make sure you leave us a rating and a review. And other than that, I think that's it for this one. So unless you got anything else, Dylan. Nope. Okay. Well, on cock-a-doodle-doo. <laughs> I guess the rooster says it's time to go. So on that yeah. note, stay classy, America. We'll see you next time. Is it last time it was cats? We got a rooster this time. We got Whole some family. Pigs or <laughs> pigs or cows coming up next.